GameZillaMedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host, Jazzy Fiddle. Yeah! Episode uh, 180 more than 21. Yeah, good job. You did the math. I'm, I did. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm uh, a calculator on my phone. Yeah, though. I would like I to thank. Sure I, right. I would like to thank Twitch real quick before I introduce the rest of our team and reminding me not to say Motor City Gaming Studios. I appreciate that. It did help me. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's out of the way, I like how I've got him trained. Now that that's out of the way, I want to uh, introduce our producer, Dead Night Knight. Let's uh, let's get this going. I got uh, dogs to skin. I got fur coats to make. Yeah, Ooh. if you want to reference that, make sure to watch, check out our Instagram page before they think you're just messed up. No, I have hobbies. I like dog. I'm very. I'm the real life Cruella Deville. All right, and then of course we want to uh, Bichon Freeze. We want to welcome back Dalmatians, the the Tech Ninja, <laughs> Golden Retriever, the Tech Ninja himself, the face of Switch, Testonomics. What up, though? <laughs> Was that a shout Wait, out hey, to hey, like past? What up, though? Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> Dennis, like, stop touching my board. <clears throat> But welcome to episode 201 oh. of the GameZilla podcast. This episode is brought to you for one more time. <laughs> for the last time, it is brought to you by non-player characters. You have one last chance. That's not a lot of chances. To go see this show at Go Comedy in Ferndale, Michigan. Go to gocomedy.net to Dot get all the net. details. It's a website. It's on Thursday... I believe 9.30 this 9.30. That late show. Yeah. Non-player characters. If you're a video game fan and a, and a stand-up comedy fan, you need to go see this. We did. We loved it. You're so like, Improvisational comedy? It's happening. It's there. There's there's jokes. You'll get them because you like video games. You don't like video games? You'll still get some of the comedy. That's true. It's ubiquitous. Comedy is ubiquitous. <laughs> oh, God. You can influence this podcast and get other great perks like early access, game of the month, behind the scenes, and much more by supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash GameZilla Media for details. And once again, the GameZilla Media Store is alive. Not just live, alive. It's alive. You gotta, well, like, uh, yes. No, go to GameZillaMedia.com <laughs> slash shop. Get your game media, GameZilla Media swag today. Shop to you drop, bitches. <laughs> How's everything got to be Dracula driven right. by you? It's always Dracula with me. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Craig's going to come out of the back of the thing like a gangrel. Yes, like gangrel. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> a gift for your soul. The most Dracula-like WWE character. My Dracula sounds more and more like an old Jewish man the more I do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's so you can shoot him with a real accurate 22 sound. 
Did you see that? Did you? Did you? Could you even tell I just did it? Yeah, because no, no yours sounded like an echo of mine. I know, and right? it's that good. <laughs> it's I was convinced that there was a real gunfire yeah. going on in this room. I'm I, telling you, I thought Pack and Heat Testonomics was popping off some desk pops. Desk pops. <laughs> yeah. All right. the, really, we hired Test to be security. <laughs> we're running. We're running a lot behind today as far as our starting time. So let's get right into some team talk. <laughs> no matter what they do. All right. So. We're going to start out over on Jazzy Fiddle. Jazzy Fiddle, yeah. what has been your gaming moment of the week? Oh, man. There's only one game that you could pull a gaming moment out of this week, and that is the Sea of Thieves, because it's the only game I've played all week, probably for just that week. And we'll get into that probably a little bit later. But uh, my gaming moment is the first night we were running some quests. I was with Doge Lord, Testonomics, and Player One Miggy. And uh, we decided to go try one of those raids in which we had to Google what you actually had to do in the raid because we were killing skeletons and it didn't seem like anything was happening. So we're like, man, what do you have to do? And it's like, oh, just kill the skeletons. That's because just this keep let, killing skeletons. Let's be fair. This game has zero tutorial and zero yeah. anything when it comes to, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. So. So <laughs> we're in this raid and it's taken us probably about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half. It's late. We all have to work in the morning, and we're like, man, we have to get through this raid. We've already spent an hour and a half on this. So we get to the final wave, and as we're fighting the final wave, Player One Miggy's network drops at his house, and he gets kicked off his PC or Xbox or whatever he was playing on I think, he was, off, I think he was off the PC. So he ends up getting kicked out of the crew. This is because the servers are like Because the servers are trash. Yeah. So he ends up getting kicked off. We end up defeating this raid, getting all these skulls and chests and taking them back to um, an outpost city to turn them all in, in which as soon as we show up at the outpost city, another player joins our team and ends up getting a bunch of free gold. <laughs> oh, man. What was his name, lousy. Test? Uh, Optic Jellybean? Optic Jellybean. His name was Optic you know what? Jellybean. He deserves the gold. He's got a good name. Yeah. Part of Team Optic. No, I mean, no. Not, if, if we're going that route, then he has a bad name. He's, he's actually part of the Jelly Bean Clown game, Gang. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys didn't know that. They're wow. infamous. Okay. Infamous yeah. uh, spot stealers. They actually invited me to start stealing spots with them, but I said I was busy stealing. With that horrible spots. story, we are going to pass Deadeye and go right over to <laughs> Test for his video game <laughs> moment of the week. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of gaming this week, but uh, to go to the uh, Sea of Thieves with uh, Jazzy, Miggy, and Doge Lord. Uh, when we got back to this island, you know, we've got this random person on our team, you know, Optic Jellybean, and uh, all we wanted them to do was to not sink the ship or do anything crazy. So didn't have a mic on him, so I'm like, hey, Optic Jellybean, if you can hear me, jump three times. And he jumped. I said, okay, just stay here and don't do anything stupid and you're going to get like 10,000 gold. And my man, just, he just hang around the island and didn't do anything stupid. And I'm like, all right, man, jump two times. If you can hear me say see ya. He jumped two times and that was it. Nice. For, Optic jelly. You bean. met the one good person online. Online. You yeah. met the one no. good person. Yeah, he didn't, uh, he the didn't one, mess with us. The one loyal pirate. All right, we'll come back to Deadite now. What was your gaming moment of the week? Before that, today's a historically sad day. Oh, God. <laughs> Today is the last day you can add funds to the Nintendo Wii Shop. This is true. This is true. 
You can still buy, you can still use your points for until next January, but today, the 26th, so if you're listening to this on iTunes, you, you're out of luck. You're so going to miss out on all those WeWork All you need to do, empty your bank account <laughs> Drain into it the Wii Shop store. That way you're set for a year almost. That way you can buy all the WeWork titles you want. So that's a sad day. Um, but that would be your gaming moment. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Did we ever think about this, that they're closing this? Could it be, this is insane, and this is definitely not the answer, but could it be that Nintendo needs these servers to launch a VC for the Switch, so they have to close down this shop? <laughs> well, because, actually, because they run potato servers. Actually, you're just they're just migrating it. You're just going to log on to the Wii eShop. It's even going to say Wii eShop. It was just like crossed out with like a fake Sharpie, and then it says Switch Shop. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you run a modern PC in Windows XP mode. It's going to be the yeah. same thing when you boot up the Wii eShop on your Switch. Yeah, except the Switch, if you as long as your volume's up, it's going to be like, kill me! Actually, it's they're not even going to cross out with a Sharpie. They're just going to add the Wii into the word Switch. So it's going to say Switch. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. So anyways, your actual um, moment. My actual moment of the week was just as disappointing as everything else in my life. <laughs> I uh, I played Battlefront 2. <laughs> oh, wait. Now this you actually played it? Yeah. I actually, you know, I, okay. I did the patchwork. So the fun part. Was this the fun part? That's the same fun that you had playing the campaign mode was actually a highlight. Yep. I, we've talked at length about how the campaign is really fun to play in Battlefront Two. Um, I I don't really understand some of the changes that they made. Um, you know, they're like, oh well, now you know you just level and you get points and you can spend them on upgrading your cards. And I'm like, you, we had crafting parts before. I don't really understand why this is any different <laughs> than what it was. And I'm still really terrible at it, but I at least got enough kills to get the like uh, like Uzi, the assault like class, like it's like a rapid fire, short range gun. So I'm pretty excited to keep playing and, and try that gun out because I'm pretty terrible with everything. I'm so bad at Battlefront. So I have a really important question about Battlefront though, and it comes from uh, Noah for the win on Twitch. Wants to know, do we eat ass? Do we eat ass? ass? Yeah, that's it. Obviously, I mean, when you tie that to Star Wars Battlefront 2, I mean, if we play Star Wars Battlefront 2, we probably eat ass. So we both, we, at least us two eat ass. I'm I'm just a, a regular <laughs> ass goblin. That's me. <laughs> uh, Jazzy actually avoided this ass. He he, he ate the first ass, which was Battlefield One, Battlefront, or whatever the garbage one. All was. of it. All of the ones. Yeah. All right. So um. But yeah, do you feel that the patch is going to make you play this game more, or is this kind of too little too late? I mean, like, I know you'll go back to it and play from time to time, but, like, does it, does, did it give you, like, the, oh, I'm going to play this tomorrow type deal? I want to play more of this. I do not feel more motivated to play it than before the patch. Okay. But but I you know I still periodically throw it in. I get a couple rounds in. I, I just I get like three kills in a map and then I die like a hundred times. I'm the whole hundred kills in a in a in a battle. So yeah. uh, I'm awful at it. So th that's actually what's harder for me to uh to keep going at it is I'm just the pacing of it's really fast pace and I'm really stupid so I can't follow the game that moves that quickly. That's fair. So uh, I've been having a way better success playing Kirby with my wife. <laughs> a game more my speed. There you go. All right. Uh, my moment of the week is that it has to revolve around Sea of Thieves again. And I'm just taking this moment to express my my I don't know what do I want to say here? 
I mediocre like, feelings. Yeah, okay, that's fair. We can go mediocre feelings. So I played Sea of Thieves with uh, Jazzy Fiddle, BMC, and who was our fourth for that? Was it the glitch? It was. It was the. It was no. Oh no, Jazzy, you weren't there. That's right. You, I wasn't, you went no, to bed. Yeah, it was the yeah. glitch. Beef Hammer and BMC. And BMC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we played the day after, so I got I got mixed them up. Anyways, yep. we went and tried to do our first raid. Okay, and we we get to this like we get to this spot where which is just this island uh, fort of skeletons, wave after wave, right? And we're having a hell of a time. We're not sure if we're even doing it right. But we stick stick it out and we finish, right? We 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 kill the captain. We it drops the key. We unlock the door and there's all this treasure. We're like, oh my god, look at like, and we start taking it out of the out of the cave. But that's when we see another ship just roll up on our ship. And a, I mean, I've never seen such beautiful cannonball firing in my life. <laughs> it was like it never. All four cannons on one side of their boat never stopped firing. And just sunk our boat in about five seconds. And I'm like, so BMC has like the like quick thinking of like, hey, let's hide some of our uh, some of our treasure in a weird spot on the island. Don't you know? Not leave it out in the middle and don't put it back in the cave. Right? We get killed off. I'm pissed because I'm like, it took us an hour and a half <laughs> yep, to beat this, yep. and we're and we're all getting on our new boat, and which is on a different island, and we're sailing back to this 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 fort, and I'm like, it's all gone. We just wasted an hour and a half, and someone just rolled in and just took it all. Like, this is dumb. And so we get there, and as we're rolling in, we see their ship, and then we see another ship roll up on them, and we're like, whoa, stop, stop, stop. So we like slow this ship down, and we just watch that ship come in and just fuck them <laughs> like they did us and i'm like i'm sitting there playing music on the ship like yeah bitch sink sink so we watch them sink and was that an accordion do you play yeah, an accordion it was accordion you're yeah. doing like visuals for our mm. twitch fans mm. in here no it's me smacking that ass right? <laughs> yeah, 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 no no one for the win was like yeah. eat that ass yeah, you gotta beating, you gotta jiggle it first you beating know? them cheeks yeah but no yeah it's 100 oh, in the accordion 100 in the accordion so ljt <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we watch that ship kind of like they check out the other ship and they don't find anything and they leave. They don't go on the island. They assumed like the guys must have had all the treasure on the ship and they just bail. So I'm like, okay, we, we, we wait for them to get far enough away. We roll in, hop off, go to where Caleb hit everything. Sure as shit, it's all still Stop. there. <laughs> Grab it all, throw it on the ship and say, and then that's when we see probably the dudes that got just got you know screwed over like we did. They're coming. So we're like, go, 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 go. <laughs> And we get to port and we cash it all in. And I'm like, it literally went from like, I'm never going to play this fucking game ever again to like, that was amazing. But yeah, so it was a great moment. And overall, Sea of Thieves is mediocre, right? It is, uh, I'm giving yeah. it, uh, right now I give it a six and, six and a half out of 10 is what I was, what I was talking about in our Discord. And I just, uh, I'm, I have found a true like like love for the game. I really am enjoying the game. I enjoy playing, you know, if if it's I, don't, I won't play the game solo first of all. Yeah. Like fuck that. Nope, not at but all. But two player, it's perfect. Four player, it's it's uh, obnoxious but fun, right? And so I have found that this is the first game that doesn't have progression, that doesn't have a leveling system per se that really means anything that I act that I like. So like people play Minecraft 
hundreds, thousands of hours building shit, right? For no other reason than that they can. And I never understood it. I never liked Minecraft. It was never my game. But it's not to say Minecraft wasn't super, super successful, right? So this is that game to me where I'm like, I don't, for this particular game, I don't need progression, you know, better weapons, like, it's all cosmetic. It's it's Overwatch, but different, right? Like Overwatch, you don't your level means dick. You just get cool. You get stuff. You get loot boxes that have cosmetic items in it, and that's it. So for me, I think uh, this game is actually has surprised me after about putting twenty hours into it. Um, where at first I was gonna come on the show today and I was gonna rip rare a new asshole because I was so upset, and then I started to realize. I'm looking at this game wrong. It's yeah. me. It's how I am looking at this game that is causing me to be so upset. And the second I did that, you and I had an amazing time just yeah. playing two players. The game is gorgeous. Yeah. And we had a blast for probably about 45 minutes to an hour just trying to screen capture shit. Like it was like, oh, that's a beautiful sunset. Let's sit on the dock and try to catch a screen a screenshot of it. Oh, man, look at the stars in the sky. Then we got creative with the cannon where it's like, I'm going to shoot myself out of the <laughs> cannon straight up in the air, turn and try to get a screenshot of the island looking down before I fall to my hopefully not death by hitting the ship and actually land in the ocean. Then it was like, hey, Grim, go stand on the beach. I'm going to shoot myself out of the cannon at you, and I want you to take a screenshot of me while I'm in the midair. So... Oh yeah, man, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I um I thoroughly enjoyed it, but uh, you know overall the game's mediocre. I highly suggest people they that they um in, enjoy the game with Game Pass, right? Like sign up for Game Pass if you've never signed up for Game Pass. Do it with um you know do it because you get two weeks for free. Okay, right. So two weeks for free is it, and then it's ten bucks a month. And you get all all Xbox exclusives are included, plus you get discounts on other things. So it's it's super like worth it. But I as a sixty dollar game, I'm okay with it. I bought it at, with Gamers yeah. Club, a uh, game Gamers Pat, or sorry, Gamers Club at Best Buy. So I bought it, and it gave me, um, you know, it gave me a forty eight dollar game, right? About forty eight bucks, fifty bucks after tax or whatever. Right. I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not super upset that I paid that money, but what I am up. But, but it is still tough because for me, I'm like, this game doesn't feel much different than the alpha, which was I think what we were all expecting is that the game was going to have so much more in it. Yeah, and it doesn't. I keep telling everyone that it's a super fun game, and I'm in week one of it coming out. So obviously, I'm going to be on board and be super hyped that it that it's fun because it's the release week. Like, I'm. It's brand new to me. Then, give it another week, and we're going to start to see, like, man, where is this going? Like, am yeah. I going to be, you know, is, is it hollow enough to where I've got my two weeks of fun out of it, and now it's just going to become repetitive and boring because I've done everything I could possibly do in the game? They're going to have to add something to it in order to keep this game alive. Are you concerned that we could see a... um? A no man's sky sort of situation where there's a lot of there's a lot of promise. Uh, there's you know there's a lot of hype, but the game ends up falling a little bit hollow. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna take the 
Because that's an extreme. No Man's, yeah, no Man's Sky is an extreme. extreme. Do I think that this game has the potential to be a disappointment in the fact that if they leave it as hollow as it is now and don't add anything to it very soon, that it could be disappointing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I like everybody I've been talking to about it, I've said I've thoroughly enjoyed the first week. I'm going to put some more time into it the second week, and I'm going to probably enjoy it again. Ask me the third week and see where I'm at, because I'm probably going to be burnt out on it at that point if they don't do something soon or at least have some information about things they're going to do soon. Yeah, and I think that's a th- I think we're going to see Rare come out here sooner than later to sh- show us, like, I really am kind of thinking this game is going to be, if they're smart, they're going to act like Epic. They're going to come out and say, and, and you're going to have these regular additions and special special events, things yeah. things that draw you into the world. They're like, we got to go search for this treasure because it's only here for two weeks or something like that. Right. I think we're going to see that sooner than later. And they have the ability to do a lot of cool things. Like you could find random rare treasure maps that take you on almost like a quest of treasures, not just go to this island and and you know kill this you know, ex-pirate or dig up this chest or, you know, catch this merchant item and bring it back. It could be go to this island and find another clue, then go to this and almost take you across the whole map like scavenger hunt. Plus, they could do cool game modes like two people on the smaller ship works perfectly fine. You get four people onto that big ship. It's still kind of difficult to manage, I think. So what's to say they don't have these like epic like battle modes where it's like hey you get an eight-man crew on a four-man ship and we're going to dump you all into a more you know hop hopping server and have it be more battles than actual just going off and collecting stuff i really like the idea of this game and i know we've discussed it uh, maybe a little bit on the show in past we've mentioned it in our in our discord channel that like this game is cool enough because i personally ha- really like pirates it's something i'm i'm into as a subject matter but the the idea of what you can what you could do with this game is enough to get me thinking like man do i want to get an xbox do i want to see if this would actually run on my pc like it, there, the spark is there for me who has a personal interest in it, but you know my concern is with, with any of these games that, that promise big things or could be big things and end up under-delivering and falling flat. I just talked about how I played Battlefront 2. You know, that was a game yeah. that had a lot of hype, a lot of promise, and you know we're uh, four months into the game, five months into the game. It came out in November, and it's, it's still fun enough to pick up and play, but it's nothing that's drawing me into play. And with yeah. a big game like Sea of Thieves, you need to be drawn in to play that. And it'll it'll still have its following and stuff like that. So I think the another concern in at least the current state of gaming is we have Sea of Thieves, Battlefront Two, Destiny Two, uh, your Call of Duty World War Two, and your Halo Five still, and all this stuff. You have all these games out, and they're all going up against Epic's Battle Royale. Yeah, that makes it and like, it, and it makes all these games look really bad because Epic's just hitting a grand slam out of the park with every patch they do. Well, the thing the thing about Fortnite is um, free, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so literally, anyone that owns a PC that's capable, an Xbox One or a PS4, probably already has the game. I barely play it, but I downloaded it because when I see you two on, I can text you, and be like, "Hey, you guys got room for me?" And you guys, yeah, yeah, get in. Like that's when I play. So everyone in the world pretty much has Fortnite now. So it's hard to compete with a game that is fun that is really catching on fire and is free so it is kind of a hard time for these AAA developers to do that now my question for you jazzy is sorry about the cough 
<coughs> okay, got that out. Is this <laughs> my, my question for you, Jazzy? Is <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna have to edit that. <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> um, was this the big Xbox exclusive game we were all hoping it to be, or do you think it's already kind of fallen flat, not even a week out from its release? <sighs> I I have a hard time answering that because. I th I think that this game was potentially overhyped for Xbox. Keep in mind that Xbox isn't known for their exclusives right now. Like <laughs> this is why it was overhyped. <laughs> this is why it was overhyped. Um, the game still has potential to be an awesome game. I think if the game got as hyped as it did because of the non-exclusives that Xbox has, and it stays the exact same as it is right now, it'll be a giant disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the problem is, is that you look at this game and then you and then you look at how Microsoft was treating it and you kind of wonder like Microsoft, did you look at this game? Like did you did you play it? Because I'm sitting here wondering where everything is. I, like when the Kraken comes out and actually like, you know, starts to, to to come over your boat and you jump in the water and you look underneath and the whole body's gone. It's just tentacles coming out of the water. There's no body underneath the boat. Like that's to me. You're cutting corners. To me, to yeah. me, this is just you're taking cheap, cheap cuts, and you're rare. You're you're not you're not three four three or or some company that maybe like I mean you've been around, but you're not you're rare. Okay, yeah. a you've had you've struggled for a while. This was supposed to be your comeback. This was that this was that rare's back moment. And I'm not saying they're not yet, but I'm saying the start was rough. Yeah, the start was rough. Yeah. And don't cut corners when you have I. <laughs> In my honest opinion, probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. The water is the most beautiful water I have ever seen in a video game. The water's the water the skylines, the yeah. sunsets and and sunrises, the twinkling of the stars in the sky at night to cloud effects. The different types of clouds that actually move and intermingle with each other. It's like, oh, there's a cumulus cloud. Oh, there's a, you know, different type of cloud or whatever. I mean, the, here's the thing, right? Is that it's it is really good, and the water mechanics, like jumping in the water and swimming, yeah. going into sunken ships and trying to explore them, it's all really done well. the The fighting mechanics, a little clunky. They're they're a little slow, in my opinion. But I mean, that's something that you could you could adjust, you could patch that. But overall, I think that they've done a good job with how the game feels. It's just unfortunately, once you get through the basics, there's not a whole lot left. And to me, that for for me, that's just uh, a problem. You know, like uh, where's the rest of this game that you've developed for four years? You know, for four yeah. years. Um, you know, j just a shout out to everybody. Bef if we hopefully have them here and they can hear us, is I want to thank everyone on Twitch for hanging out because there is some technical difficulties going on with Twitch right now. It's all test fault. And uh, so we are working on that, and I want to thank everyone for just chilling out and trying to have a good time. Thank you, Test, for trying to juggle everything. Your, your first real day on the job, and shit blows up. So and you broke it all. It's all on you. All right. So I think we've spent. Um, I think we've spent a ton of time on Sea of Thieves. You're going to be able to read on our blog on Gamesville Media. You're going to be able to read a um, review. Kind of like a first first impression review yep. from myself. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be other other pieces for Sea of Thieves coming up, but I'm working on one. And then uh, you can always catch us playing the game. Uh, feel free to use the Looking for Group channel in the Discord to join us, or 
uh, you can hop on Twitch uh, or Mixer, depending on who's streaming, and you can watch some Sea of Thieves uh, from us as well. So, And all that stuff's going on. You can keep, uh, keep an eye on social media. That's where you're going to find when people are going live, who's going live. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Think we need, I think we need to cut this, though, and get in some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Topic number one is Deadite's favorite. It doesn't get much better than a live-action Street Fighter TV series. So let's get ready, because <laughs> Capcom is getting lit. They've made a shit ton of money with Monster Hunter, so what's their idea? Let's piss it away on a Street Fighter TV show. Pissing it away. So no, um, no, but in all honesty, the TV show based on Capcom's Street Fighter franchise is on the way. Media company Entertainment One is producing and financing the show, which is being developed by the same team that made the live action internet series Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. So that's actually good news. Uh, If you didn't watch Street Fighter's Assassin's Fist, it actually was really good. It was really good for internet, for these internet videos to kind of came out of nowhere no one had any expectations of them they brought this team back both the both the director and the producers um and they're going to be working on this new show which will focus on street fighters world warrior story um focusing on four main characters ryu ken guile and chun li okay so uh the the quote is so that you get an idea of what the concept if you're not familiar with world warrior story which was Around the Street Fighter II uh, time period, the uh, together they they fight to take down M Bison, the evil mastermind who runs Shadowloo, a global criminal organization. Though on different journeys, our heroes' paths will cross as they are drawn into the World Warrior Tournament, a competition devised by M Bison to find the most powerful and capable fighter in the world. On the journey, they come to share that they must draw on their strength, skills, intelligence, and loyalty in a battle to survive and emerge as the World Warrior. And in true Capcom fashion, only $4.99 per episode. Or if you wait, you could buy the World Warrior Gold Edition three years from now, which will give you all the episodes for $24.99. This is... Okay, listen. They're going to promise you a show and none of the special effects are going to be in and half the dialogue hasn't been overdubbed yet. Yeah, because that super Street Fighter Ultra times two divided by six, 930 ABC. Yeah, World Warrior Part 3. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> okay, so special um, effects are DLC coming, yeah. coming twenty thirty. Entertainment One might not do that, so you know Capcom's just giving licensing right. away. Well, here. they need to do the IP right, so they need to follow <laughs> the source material and just take a big crap on the fans. All right, so I brought this up because the series was pretty good on the internet. This could be decent. Okay, yeah. Um, Street Fighter, Street Fighter's backstory isn't the greatest, in my opinion. Um, it's that game's always been more about the actual like fighting and mechanics of the game just being sound, but I think um, trying to tell this story is weird because it's like why is M Bison necessarily having this tournament to find like the strongest warrior for like like if that's your def if that's your description that you're gonna go with, my first question is why? 
Right. Like, what's the tournament for? Like, he wants to find the most powerful fighter. Why? I, uh, my assumption <laughs> is to recruit him. I guess, right? Hey, yeah. you're yeah. about to hang with me now. Yeah. So, anyways, the um, the series seems good. I brought this up because it's it's cool. I like seeing video game content being being uh, added. But I want to know if you could substitute this show with a different TV show. What would it be? What series would you want a TV show? Not a movie, but like, think of it like Walking Dead quality. A video game? Game of Thrones quality, but it has to be video game. Does it have to be a fighter? No, just a video just game. Just a video game. Yep. <laughs> we already know. We already know my answer. League. <laughs> League Dude, of the, Legends. If you haven't watched the cinematic trailers for League... Go watch the two or three that uh, there's technically two like real ones, but they have a third one out that's kind of a like little sub one. But if they create a TV show like that, even out of the creators that do this those cinematic trailers, I would watch every episode four hundred times. I mean, yeah, League would be good. It would be it would be one of those interesting. Uh, I think like time traveling like differences because like so so many characters have their own sub stories that they're not they're not all involved in an overall story right so you'd be like traveling right. from like the void to like you know a normal place to a completely different land well because- that's they could have like seasons like that though almost like the first season is even, this group of characters I don't even think you need this. to do it I don't even know if you need to do it necessarily with seasons I think you could you could get away with it in like you could travel around in a in, within a season, you know, and have multiple seasons because you have so many characters and so many storylines. But I, I would worry that about your show if you say this season it's all about the void, right? And someone goes, I don't care about that, right? You know, you lose them for a whole oh, season. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, you could jump around because think of think of Game of Thrones, right? There's earlier seasons of of Game of Thrones. You tr- you were all over the place. Oh, there's like seven or eight storylines going at once. That right. was actually one of the only problems I had with Game of Thrones. Yeah. There's too much going on. Right. At some points during that show, but it was still popular and people still enjoyed it. Oh yeah. So you could do it something like that. What about you, Dead Eye? If you if you had to pick a game for a TV show. Of course, uh, I'm going to do my own thing and give two answers because one isn't enough. One, scrap this Street Fighter garbage and just resurrect Mortal Kombat Conquest, yeah. okay? Give me the Mortal Kombat TV show back because we already had one. Um, or that was good. The, or the Defenders of the Realm cartoon. Mortal Kombat's had TV shows. Bring it back. But my real answer, I don't want Game of Thrones style. I don't want Walking Dead style. I don't want any of that. What I want is Saturday morning cartoon style, like 1980s, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style, like that art style and everything, Overwatch cartoon. Oh. I want an over the Saturday morning, a vintage yeah. cartoon. Like, think of how fun all those Overwatch characters would be in a children's TV show, a well-written TV show for children. Okay, side question. I like. I really like your idea yeah. because I love the I short. Like a lot too. I love the short videos of They're Overwatch. They're super fun. And here's the thing about the videos that come out for Overwatch now, and about having the cartoon and even the comic books, is that I all it makes me wish is that they would have released the MMO, is that they wouldn't have given <laughs> up on Titan, on Titan, and they wouldn't because have done Overwatch. To, because the, because these assets came from that world, and now I'm so interested as to what was wrong with that game. Like I, and I and the only thing I can hope is that because of the popularity of Overwatch, because of the popularity that people want more, could we see a redesign of 
that new MMO that includes Overwatch. Because I would be... I, you'd lose me. I, like, I never played World of Warcraft. Like, I never jumped on that bandwagon, thank God, because I'd be in trouble. Yeah. But, you'd, but, you'd, but if you did it with Titan or you even called it Overwatch MMO for... I don't care. I, you'd have me. Day one. Day one. I'd be there, so... Interesting. Good answer. I, I just want cartoon Winston. I think he'd be super fun. Like, yeah, and I, you could I even just, have like the origin cartoons so yeah. you can see baby Winston. Yeah, they, they could do a ton of fun stuff with a 80s style cartoon Overwatch show. I, I'd yeah. love it. I'd I'd gearing it towards like kids, like you said, yeah, having like kids. those yeah. those storylines and the, stuff. The, like, yeah. the same they could way, do a real good job the same that. way uh, X Men. You know, like like in that vein, X Men uh, or right. Transformers, like those style cartoons that you know aren't. Designed for real small children, but you know, 10, 11 year old kids, like, hell yeah, let's yeah, do it. They're still fighting I think, uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. No. I think Sasha actually on Twitch brings up the best or another great example, which is Resident Evil. Like, if Walking Dead wasn't Walking Dead, it was Resident Evil, would you and I not watch it every week? I'd definitely watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd watch be, I'd watch I'd a Resident be, Evil TV I'd show. I'd be hands down just like probably one of my favorite shows. And I'm not even really a Resident Evil fan like that. Like I own one Resident Evil game. I've dabbled a little bit, but I think the source material definitely makes for a good TV show. I'm not that into the movies. I watched a few of the movies with Grimm back in the day, but uh, a TV series would actually be super fun. To tickle BMC's fancy, I'd totally watch a uh, Witcher series. Yeah, they're making story yeah, yeah. a Geralt. We are getting one of those, right. so yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, like I, um, I loved, I loved Netflix uh, Castlevania. I was really into that. I loved it. So I'm excited for more episodes of that. So yeah, I, I would be on board for Witcher as well. That started rough for me, but I really, it really grew on me. The Witcher. No, the Castlevania, oh, Castlevania series on Netflix. Yeah. I yeah. loved it from Go. Yeah, from Go, it was it was money for me. But that's also uh, like understanding the game, like how they were doing it, tied to the games. Right. Because I think technically, what we had four episodes. Mm-hmm. It was four, and it covered like all three, like three games, didn't it? it? I, I believe <laughs> it, it. They basically yeah. covered um, the the original NES trilogy. Yeah, the NES trilogy is covered in four episodes. So yeah, like when you grasp that, and then you look at, it, you're like that. I mean, mostly mostly game one and game three. I don't think they touch two a lot because yep. Simon's Quest, get the hell out of here. Right, right. <laughs> you trash. Okay. You trash Simon's Quest. All right. Topic number two, a game that we've never heard of, Fortnite, might be the most popular thing in the world right now, is having some problems since Fortnite Mobile came out. And it's happening where <laughs> kids are being distracted in school. And having major issues, teachers and kids themselves are reporting that <laughs> they can't, they cannot focus because they have to play Fortnite. Yeah. This is, this is like, you know what this reminds me of? When, when the original Doom came out and, and offices had to like, had to like block off the floppy drives because people would load up Doom and just sit there and play it at work. Like, they lost their lives no. to Doom. Now, go play yeah. Doom right now and be like, how did you lose your life to this? But still, I mean, it's a classic. I'd rather play Doom than Fortnite. I Hot know, take. I know. Hot I take know. coming in. It's like Doom the guy. first week of Pokemon Go, too. People yeah, were just true. calling off to walk around and look for Pokemon. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. You're right. All right, so Fortnite's transition to mobile is causing all sorts of problems in schools as kids sneak in a match or two during class um, and bicker over victories and defeats and, and ruin the Wi-Fi uh, within the school system. So the bandwidth is just being destroyed. First of all, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I guess unless it's like iPads, right? Like, you know, um, if it's if it's um, 
uh, school-administered devices that, that Fortnite's being added to, right. then that would be on your Wi-Fi network. But if kids' phones are on your Wi-Fi network... You're you're doing it wrong, IT department. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it wrong. What? Don't give them your Wi-Fi password. What what school district is that flush yeah. with IPs? Yeah, like we we, we got plenty of IP addresses. It's got to be kids. an intranet problem. For, it can't be an internet problem. For just, I just saw something shoot by Twitch that I have to Doge Lord. Was that Doge Lord that just said that? Test? Our man, our man, saying he almost bought an iPhone for Fortnite Mobile. It's coming. Oh. Doge <laughs> man, take it easy. It's coming to Android, it's man. Just calm Android, down. Comes the Android in a month, man. Yeah. Just give it right. Doge, let let the iPhone people work out the kinks. Yeah. So when it comes right. to Android, you and I are good. Yeah. So uh, the quote is: "There has been a rise in the number of incidents with students walking into class while playing the game. They started a match during lunch or before school and need to finish the ten to fifteen minute long matches." Um, the uh, teacher, AP computer science teacher that they're talking to in this, uh, I have noticed. In my room, students sitting next to each other trying to play while pretending to do work. <laughs> students have been wow. posting the use of Fortnite in schools, including the fact that some schools have banned students from downloading Fortnite on their provided iPads or just outright banned the game on school Wi-Fi networks. Well, no shit! You should! <laughs> why, are, why, is the, why is the game category even open at all? For schools, I'm sorry. Unless you're on your own phone, on your own cellular network, you shouldn't yeah. be touching shit. The only game uh, anybody should be playing in schools is Oregon Trail, and they've got a card game for that bitch now. You are 100% right. <laughs> Get that dysentery, kids. <laughs> yeah. So we got some images of uh, someone that had their school iPad and tried to download the game. And what happens is that their, uh, their iPad loses Wi-Fi connection. It, it screen the screen goes blank for a second. When you wake the screen back up, there's just a giant stop sign as your background now. The uh, you you've lost Wi-Fi connection where you can't reconnect the device until you go see the administrator, and the app has been removed completely. So that's good. I'm actually surprised at the ability that uh, that they have to control yeah. an Apple device. You you need to find out. Yeah. You need to find out what that is and try and implement I, it at our office. I know. So you yeah, take our office back. But um, wouldn't that be great? An IT your office, they do anything wrong, just a big stop sign comes up. <laughs> so the quote goes on to say, when you mix in the fact that you have to Snapchat every dub win or get or Snapchat your friends losing, it merges two of the biggest distractions in school. Uh, another teacher who has taken to confiscating the phones of those caught playing during lessons. Teachers aren't having a great time of it. With one tweeting, Fortnite released, for, uh, or sorry. Fortnite released Fortnite Mobile, which means now my middle school students can play the game they never stop talking about at school behind my back on their phones that are nicer than mine. What a world. <laughs> so there's a bit of a being a teacher that's in a 2018. Slight, yeah, that's a slightly bitter teacher there. <clears throat> so yeah, um, I just wanted to, you know, like in our day when we were in school, I was like trying to sneak my Game Boy in, right? Like I had my Game Boy. Oh yeah, it's because our phones were bricks. We didn't have phones. When we did have phones in the end of high school, they were bricks. Yeah, in the high school, but <laughs> but man, we didn't have phones for the longest time. So, what do you think of this? Like, what? <laughs> this is this is bad, man. Can, can I share a story of the the depths I fell to in my youth by not being able to play video games at school? Well, can I tell you that I I have no room to talk. Because I will never forget what would that have been. That would have been my uh, sophomore year. Yeah, early sophomore year. 
my Japanese edition Dreamcast VMU memory card with the screen on it that had the game Snake. Mind you, the D-pad is the size of your like half of a home button on a phone now, and and I sat there playing Snake on this little memory card so that I could take it home and slam it into my Dreamcast controller and get little little like cartoon characters for Sonic the Hedgehog to like put in a like garden. <laughs> That's what I did instead of school. Like I got, I did I got bad you beat. School. I got you beat. So first <laughs> off, I've I don't know if I've ever told the story to out, out loud to a single person oh, and I'm dropping man. this here on the podcast. Oh man. This oh, if get if, ready to clip it Twitch. If <laughs> clip a, this shit. If a second grader did this now, there would be expulsion. <laughs> there would be a national news story. There would be scandal. I'm I'm getting excited now. Don't get too excited, but what I'm saying, there's truth behind it because everything's gone off the rails in the world today. Because I couldn't play video games at school, and as a eight-year-old, what was my favorite game? Do you guys think when I was eight years old? Kirby. Wrong. Tony Hawk. Nope, that didn't come out until uh, I was 10, oh eight 10 years or 11. eight years old. Uh, so yeah, eight years old, second grade. Let's call that nine. Let's call it ninety-six. Somewhere around there. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Nope. Damn. I don't know. My favorite game was Wolfenstein 2, The Spear of Destiny. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. And what did I do? Because I couldn't play video games at school. I took <laughs> copious amounts of brown elementary school paper towel, and I cut out my own Wolfenstein characters that I would draw <laughs> With swastikas because there was Nazis. <laughs> That's where this goes off the rails. Uh, you know, I didn't know I was a kid. I didn't know I was drawing Nazi stuff. Like this never, this was never an issue. But like I'm thinking back and going, oh my god, if this happened today, that kid would be in a psych ward. And I would, and I, I, I would just cover my desk and my like my work area with paper towels and draw out maps and place these cut out like Nazi zombies and Gatling guns. And I would, I would mark where the secrets were and I would make my own Wolfenstein 3D maps out of paper towels and visualize how the map would go. But again, Nazis, Hitler, uh, swastikas, uh, you know, Hitler with a, with a Gatling gun in his chest. That's the kind of stuff I'm drawing in the second grade because I didn't know what that was. I didn't like, I didn't realize how awful that was. It was just part of the game. It's part of a game I loved. The chat on Twitch right now is losing their mind yeah. over you. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I'm not a Nazi. I just like killing Nazis in a video game. It also so. it just explains more and more why you are who you are. Yeah. So that story has never been told. Out loud and not uh, in roughly uh, 21 years. By the, you know, I had a friend that played this with me that helped me draw these things and and cut them up. But it's, brick and mortar. I knew you had problems, but damn, did I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you, am I right by saying that like that kid would be expelled nowadays? Oh yeah, that yeah. kid would be yanked out of class <laughs> yeah. in yeah. therapy. Yeah, concerned. Yeah, yeah. If, if not in a mental institution. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, well, world. there's different no way times, I'm gonna. Yeah, there's no way that my <laughs> weak ass story is gonna come close to that. So I'm just I'm gonna, gonna let everybody gonna know. Hold on, I'm not gonna lie. What was my question? Because I lost it after. We I, were talking about like playing video games at school. Oh, we did yeah, to, like yeah, play yeah. video games okay. at school. Yeah. So I'm not gonna tell mine. I'm just gonna say that the iOS <laughs> game of Fortnite topped charts in 47 countries in less than 24 hours and made in the first three days $1 million in in-app per- 
purchases, yeah, which is a feat for a free-to-play game that you have to have an invite to right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not even. It's open. not even open for everybody. Yeah. You have to be invited to play the game, and it's already yeah. made a million dollars in three days. Yeah, it's amazing. But okay, since Jazzy's not going to tell a story, I'll tell you what Jazzy used to do in, in elementary school. Okay, we'll go back to elementary school. Yep, we would uh, we would be sitting next to each other at our desks. And this would be like I don't know Miss Mooney's class, okay? And we would we would prop our desks open about I don't know three inches, three four inches, and in the dark, we would go through all of our hockey cards. Okay? <laughs> now you imagine what it might look like to a teacher where um, I'm supposed to probably have a sheet of paper on top of my desk doing math problems, and yet my desk is like on a really awkward angle, and I'm going through hockey cards, and we would trade cards during class. So what would happen is that all of our hockey cards would get taken from us. And I remember one year, it was sixth grade, that at the end of the year, I got back so many hockey cards from the team. Because they kept it all year there. It wasn't until the end of the day. They held on to that. So at the end of the year... So teachers had a backbone. Yeah, at the end of the year... Take back in classrooms, teachers. I'm not kidding you. Mr. Mai handed me a shoebox... He's shoebox because he took so many cards from me. They brought a shoebox in to put all my cards in. Yeah, that's a good look, man. It was like a gift, man. I forgot it was like, about it. I remember <laughs> our group of friends. It was like it was like another Christmas it at the end of school was. year because we get back all our hockey cards, <laughs> our pogs, oh, our pogs. <laughs> oh god, pogs. Yeah, okay, that's for another day. That's another day there. I remember Eric got a box full of ketchup packets back once. Cause he got, he kept throwing them like at yeah. the lunch lady yeah, or we something were bad, like that, we were bad. and then they confiscated them, and you they thought what? they were his ketchup packets. Fortnite, you do you guys, you do you. I mean, you know, we we turned out okay, I guess. I mean, minus this guy. Yeah, right you're here. not out there doing Third Reich arts yeah. and crafts or whatever. Yeah, my fourth is it fourth, third test. You're a smart guy. What what Reich was it? Man, I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> I thought you knew about war and stuff. <laughs> I, clearly, I don't know that much about Nazi stuff. All but, right, uh, we got to move on. Next topic. Next topic here. EA has come out, um, and well, they haven't really come out, but they've some leaks have happened that EA is hiring for a Star Wars open world project. So, uh, in a recent job listing, uh, if a recent job listing is any indication, Electronic Arts Vancouver Studios is working on an open world Star Wars game. The listing discovered, uh, discovered by GameSpot on EA Vancouver's career pages is, is for a lead online engineer who will lead a team to deliver online features for a Star Wars open world project. That's quoted, like word for word. Uh, while the job doesn't, pr- doesn't provide much in terms of specifics about the project, we do know EA Vancouver is currently at work on what initially started as the Amy Hennings-directed Star Wars project at Visceral Games which was the one that we were all upset about kind of getting shut down. Right. Uh, the game is being developed um, across EA's worldwide studios with the Vancouver studio heading up main production. So, I don't know about you, but the last MMO that I lost my life to was Star Wars Galaxies, okay? So, if we're going to be talking about a new Star Wars MMO, it might be the first MMO, like... It, Welcome back, Grimlock. Your life's over. Because I, tr- like the old Republic, right? I tried playing that. Right. And I enjoyed it, but there, w- but there was problems <laughs> with it. But, um... Yeah. It's going to come out right in, right about in time for you to go back on disability. Yeah, exactly. All, all <laughs> of a sudden, I got more problems I need to figure out. So, 
But yeah, what do you uh, what are your thoughts on this? E- I know EA's got a got a, a lot of people have a bad taste because of what's gone on with EA, but open world MMO Star Wars game. I mean, obviously it's something I want to see come out of EA. I just I want to wait till E3 and see if they actually give any indication of the fact that they're actually doing an open world game over at EA for Star Wars because this has kind of been in the the chatter. Hold on, time out. For can a I while. Re- can I reread what, what like I'm what part of this is like, you can go online right now and apply for this job. The description says, lead a team to deliver online right. features right. for a Star Wars open world project. Yep. We've heard this all before from EA. <laughs> no, we have Yes, we have. No, we have Yes, we have. <laughs> Jazzy Fiddle. They are, have, you, are you having they a stroke have, over there? No, they have come up with and shut down so many Star Wars projects at EA. I lost One. count as to how many they've shut One. down. Every other one got released, and it was hot garbage. Okay, well... That's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, if you say a real Star Wars open-world game, then I guess we're taking a shot in the dark. All right, listen. I'm going to turn to Deadeye because my brain hurts after that interaction. It's not good when you have to turn to the kid who was drawing Nazi (laughs) stuff on paper towels when he was 10. Please, Nazi kid, save me. Please do not call me Nazi kid. (laughs) (laughs) Nazi kid. Someone just hopping in. Nazi kid. Oh, man. Wow. Hold on, can I put a swastika right behind your head? Let's I, see here. One, no, don't do that. <laughs> Two, I should not never be the voice of reason. Three, what was the question? The question. <laughs> Am I excited about this game? Or should oh, I be? Oh, man. The question is, well, I mean, yeah, are you excited about this game? And, like, you're not much of an MMO player, okay? Like, you, you have you ever played an MMO? Like, heavily? Uh, like a, a, real, a real MMO or Destiny? That's not an MMO. Then no, I've never played an okay. MMO. Would this be an if it was open world? If it was like think of it like uh, I don't know, complete complete Star Wars universe, maybe tr- uh, spanning multiple uh, generations, so you could pick your favorites uh, or build out your favorite style. Would it be something where you'd be like, hmm, this might be where I try it out? Like I know you have that issue where it's like I don't, I can't invest a ton of time into one game for long periods of time. But is this enough where you'd be like, I might, I'd give it a try. I, I, you know, there's there's not a lot of things in the world I would let ruin my marriage, and this might be one of them. <laughs> there we go. No, I, there I, we I, would, go. I would be really into, you know, if the gameplay comes out and it's something that, that looks fun, um, I you know, I do think it would have to be maybe more of like a hack and slash style gameplay or more of an active um, style of gameplay um, to get me you know, involved in wanting to play, um, you know, probably third-person perspective. Okay, so here we go. We got the mechanics of Destiny Yeah. with the world of World of Warcraft. We'd all, all, man. We'd all lose our jobs. Yeah, but, but with the skin of Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah. I, I'm just saying I would have to be in the world to give my full opinion because I've been burned by too many things called bridge crew, Okay. I don't know what that is. Do you know what Star, that is? Star Trek's Star bridge Trek. crew? Oh, okay. are you talking about, <laughs> I was like, did what you are you just reference Star That's the VR game, isn't it? Yeah. Like why you, is that a bridge? That, why is don't that? Don't you have a Star Trek? Because it's like you're in 
The bridge. Isn't there a Star Trek MMO that you could have referenced? <laughs> well, that's kind of hot garbage. Too. Man, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, couldn't you have referenced a Star Trek MMO, not some VR garbage, because all VR is trash right now. Grim, I don't think I can get excited about this, because I got really burned by backyard wrestling on the original <laughs> Xbox. Man, it's I, super definitely, I definitely can't get into this because of how burnt you got off of WWE 2K18 <laughs> on the Switch. <laughs> This is all fair points. I, Which, I'm, by the I'm way, now seeing what you guys oh, have seen. By the way, this is completely off topic. No, nope, but nope. WWE 2K18 is on sale right now on the Switch. Twenty nine ninety nine. It's like half off, right? Don't. I think please. we should buy it. <laughs> please, like I think I should buy it. In, oh, this is from me to the listeners to the viewers. You should buy eye it. Eye to eye, man to man. If I have to, I'll cut his mic. Listen, we all should buy it. Please. Sincerity, no, no over the top crazy that I this is Ethan. This is Ethan Michael York speaking to you. Do not spend any money on that video game. <laughs> Do not, please. I it's am on begging sale, you. though. It's a deal. I'm I am surprised he you. called it a video 50% game. 50% <laughs> off. 50% off. It could be literally 100% off 100% off and it is not worth the money Test not is so upset about this he's leaving he's leaving he's doing the right thing he's doing the right thing we don't, lost don't. one day one day we drove him away don't. some someday it, he, you were leaving because you want people to buy it so bad right is that it is that it? No, no. I, I hate everything about what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I normally appreciate a show going off the rails, but this is this is I've dealt with too much in the chat today. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> all right, so, all right. So, Star Wars MMO. <laughs> it is not worth the space in your memory card. Someday, someday on this show, someday on this show, we will open the show. We'll skip the highlights of the week, and I will review my whole. Uh, Email chain with 2K, okay? Okay. God, I hope there's a Star Ooh, Wars MMO the, by that time. So can we get your email here. chain on the on the green screen? Can people yeah, see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Good, 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 yeah, I like it. Okay. All right, we're back. We're back. The Star Wars MMO. I, I'm excited for it. Um, yes, EA's had had a, a bad rap of things, but uh, I like Vancouver. I like their Vancouver studio, which is heading up this. And you know, depending on other teams, when you think of like, I mean. You can think of other companies that are, you know, Bioware, who did Old Republic. Right. You know, and there was very good things about Old Republic. It's still a game that you can play right now. Um, you know, they have a lot of resources there to, to hopefully make something special. Yeah, if they do this game right, it'd be huge. Yeah, agreed. Okay. All right. Last topic. Game Developers Conference just wrapped up. And uh, I found an interesting article I wanted to talk about. This is so we had a lot of fun. This is going to be kind of our more serious topic. Um, there was an interesting meeting that happened at this. Now, now, uh, game developers conference is, is a big conference all about the gaming industry and how to make it better, stronger. You know, share 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 um, techniques and and even early announcements. All sorts of things are going on at this conference, um, but. Thousands of game industry professionals gathered this week in San Francisco for the uh, for this uh, for the conference. Panels uh, on game design, business, culture, and community filled the daily schedule. But one roundtable in particular stood out for reigniting conversation around one of the industry's most important questions: Should the gaming industry unionize? 
The answer, according to that room, was a resounding yes. So, I know there's people that are very pro-union. There's people that hate union. Like this is a this is a an argument that's almost as bad as religion sometimes. Okay, that's almost as bad as as, as politics. But I want to bring up one thing that I've personally experienced when I was interning in California. Okay. There is a major issue um, with studios, publishers across the board. They'll abuse the developers who are passionate about, uh, about their work, who are willing to commit to the project, uh, said one roundtable attendee with 12 years of experience in the industry. They work us insane hours without fair um, recognition of our contribution, without compensation, without respect for our personal lives. It's usually accompanied with poor health care. So this is referencing what they call crunch time, toxic and abusive working environments were another point of concern. One former game developer who burned out after working 100 hours per week in their first job in the industry described how acquaintances at the studio in Southern California had a gun pointed at them by an executive after asking for a raise. I spoke with a mobile game... It's like game. trying to get a raise around here, Jazzy. Yeah. Right. I spoke with a mobile game... Where do you think I got the ideas, guys? <laughs> I spoke with a mobile game developer after the roundtable who decided how one high-level exec... Or described how one high-level exec at their company threw and kicked a chair against a wall during a meeting while verbally abusing certain people on the team for not meeting an unrealistic deadline. Yep. Pre-show of every Games Old podcast. So when I was uh, when I was in California, there was a huge lawsuit that broke out against uh, you guessed it EA. Shocker, right? And it was simply uh, this thing that they they have a name for it. It's called crunch time. Yeah, it, it's the end of these. It's the end of development on these games where they're like, we got to scour this whole game for bugs. We have to look for texture issues. We got to you know whatever it is, and we got to do it no matter how how long it takes. So we can hit this deadline because these deadlines are unrealistic and, you know, right. unfair. So people around me were working 30, 40 hours of overtime. And then when their paychecks came, they received zero overtime pay. And that's when these lawsuits started happening. The picketing started happening. And this was me trying to break into the industry. And I'm looking at this like, this doesn't seem very good if I'm going to move out to California and right. deal with this. Now, thankfully, I had uh, a secondary connection at Activision. And, I, and that, at the time, was, uh, didn't have those problems. So uh, I, I shifted gears quick while I was out there. But I watched that happen like in person and it was just unbelievable it was i couldn't like i've not like i had i've had plenty of jobs growing up and and you do the work either a your salary right and the holidays come at best buy and you're expected to put that time in but you know what at the end of the year there's bonuses there's thing there's there's reasons why you've accepted to be salary versus hourly but mm-hmm. you know what for the people that were hourly the second they broke that 40 hour mark or whatever they were taking they were paid they were paid the right amount. And here I am staring at the industry that, that I love, and these people are just being, like, it's not just the money. Like, think about this, 100, 100 hours a week. And this isn't like, I'm not saying there's jobs out there that you're not working a lot of hours. 
Okay. I mean, you don't have to go very far to see that there's tons of overtime uh, opportunities at Quicken Loans, and there's tons of overtime opportunities everywhere. But right. think of like the mental health, the physical health, the problems these people have because of the just crazy amount of time in such a short period that they're being, yeah. and, and again, with the nickname Crunch Time. It's just, it's insane. It's unsafe. It's, and, and no one cares. Well, because they're slamming Red Bulls and staring at a screen for... <laughs> Back then, you didn't have Red Bulls, so you were just yeah, yeah. doing coke off your table yeah. <laughs> just to get through level nine yeah. of this shitty ass game. Staring that you at made. a screen for eighteen to twenty of twenty four hours a day, <laughs> man, just like Code Monkeys. <laughs> right, that show was great. That show was actually really. good. It is kind of sad to see the industry that is just flourishing in so many other aspects and really coming to be so far behind the ball in like the pol- the politics behind it. Yeah, so let me re- let me read this just to just to finish off the whole crunch time thing, and then we can we can really get into the answering this question on our opinions. But um, so the with the uh, the roundtable that was going on, the ba- the mandatory crunch where workers are required to work sixty to hundred hours hundred hour weeks, often with little to no additional compensation or reward. Crunch has remained a controversial labor problem in the game industry for years, with critics accusing it of being detrimental to game developers' physical and mental health and a product of poor management. Um, the Crunch described it as, as an, an inevitable reality and the cost of creating games for a living. That kind of dream job mentality functionality keeps employees locked into a harmful working environment out of pressure or a kind of coerced gratitude, a damaging cycle that roundtable attendees were quick to call out. This is bad, and this happens everywhere. You know, this is the problem when it's like, we got to delay our game, and we get mad about the delay, but like, but that's get, like, hopefully that delay for that particular company means these people aren't going through that because mm-hmm. the people that are, because when we get a game and we alpha test it and we go oh man this the fucker's a mess and they have 60 days to fix it those people's lives suck for 60 like suck for 60 days and these aren't like the direct like is the director necessarily the one doing it is it is it these the high end no, no it's the it's coders the low and guys. the testers and it's, the, yeah, yeah it's the poor guy that made every tree in the game and now has to go scan back through every tree he made to make sure that they're proper you know like it just is not right and i think unionizing the industry can help create this consistent like rule set where if you're go- if if you're going to ask someone to do this Here's what you are going to do for them. Yeah. Right? And across the board, though, that way it doesn't matter if you work at Blizzard, Bungie, 343, you know, it doesn't matter. And that's, you know, I mean, then then at that point, I think you have a much more fair level playing ground. Till they ship all of our game (laughs) development to China. They can't do that because President Trump will just tax the shit out of it, and then all of our video <laughs> games will be five hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that I think the gaming industry has the same problem that a lot of just the working industry itself has, in the fact that people don't understand the importance of management versus good work. So I 
I feel like a lot of the stories I read in the gaming industry, you it's like, oh, this guy did a great job of, of helping develop this game, and we're going to put him on lead of this next project. Like, no, just because he's good at helping create and develop doesn't mean he's good at managing people. Like, there's a difference between being good at your job and being good at managing people that do their job. And I think that's a, a big problem that you're seeing in the gaming industry now is you've got all of these these people in managerial roles that are leading teams that are just good at creating or developing or whatever they were good at before they went into this team lead project. And they have no clue how to manage talent to get things done in the amount of time they need to do it. And the other problem they have is that you have these, um, a lot of people in, in this round table were saying like they had, to, um, it wasn't so hard to get into the industry. But now that they have degrees and they've become more specialized, they're having a harder time finding jobs because these companies know they know they can exploit younger talent that are desperate to get into the industry. And so they're willing to do crunch time. They're willing to sacrifice their life right. to just get a shot. And by unionizing, the older people would ha- would you know, the, the people that have been around the industry longer would have the ability A to get some to find work. Uh, that they're looking for, maybe because they've specialized into a specific field. But at the same time, they're looking at the sense of, like, we could do that and we can help these younger people be treated the way that they need to so that this cycle doesn't get worse. Because, you know, what happens when these this younger crew right now gets a little bit more, you know, seasoned and and then, and then and that's just what's the expectation? What happens to the next generation coming in? Right. I mean, we're getting to that point where, you know, you joke about this being outsourced to out, uh, another country because they'll just throw a bunch of children to, you know, that make Nike shoes and on their second shift they'll, they'll code. Like, it's kind of the direction we're going. We won't even need to because it'll be the same thing here. There's no way that if you're getting paid for 40 hours and then you put another 60 hours into your work week, that your paycheck shouldn't reflect that when your game is. And I, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to bring, say, Epic doing this, okay? But, like, if you're Epic and you're making Fortnite, that person should be paid because you're you're fine. You're doing right. just fine, you know? If you're EA, those yeah. people should be paid because you're doing just fine. We saw your reports at the end of 2017. Yeah, you just made a million dollars in three days yeah. off of converting it to an iOS yeah, device. Yeah, we saw the, the, the profit line that these companies have reported. Pay your people. Be a good company because it's only going to benefit you in the long run. So I think it's you know I um I think it's a good idea. I think unionize is a is a super smart idea for the for the industry. Yeah. And I think um, with how bad the I'm not always for unionize everything, but I think with how bad this industry is, yeah, the and, in- industry doesn't look like it's going to change. So yeah. at that point, unionizing it is. I mean, you talk to these developers. The yeah, and you talk to these developers are like, yeah, well, I have a job today, but I don't know. If, but but realistically, who, we have no idea if we'll have a job tomorrow. Unionizing can also help you with that. At that point, it could it, you know it, it could help you find you know even help you find your next job easier. So you know even if you don't want to unionize, can you can you at least have this? Can you have the big companies? The AAA companies at least collaborate and and make their own pact, you know, right. make their own contracts. And maybe you know, maybe they can, maybe they they, the companies don't want you to unionize, right? That's usually how it goes, right? So if you don't want your people to unionize, fix it, 
You have yeah. the you have right now. You have the opportunity. They're not unionized. You have the opportunity. Stand up, own up, network with your friends, your big wigs, yep. and build a plan that sits in the middle that that the employees can look at and say, "I believe in that." Yeah. Or the that's it. Or the AAA companies just do what they're supposed to do. It's like. Hey, uh, you can come work for us because this is what we're going to give you, and this is what's going to be fair, and then you don't have to create a union because we're going to give you all this. Yeah. Now and this a- person's not. And then it's like, oh, then this person's like, oh, yeah, we'll give you that too because this person's going to give, you know? Yeah. you got to play it off of each other. All right, so um, there's a lot more to this article. It's a really good article, and you'll be able to read the full article right from our download page. So where you go to get this podcast just go there. You'll see all the links for this. I would highly recommend it. It's a good read, and it really kind of gives you a view into the gaming industry that's a little bit, in my opinion, dirty, uh, unfortunately. So um, give you makes you feel a little more respect for, for the smaller guys that are helping you uh, help make these games that you enjoy so much. That is our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community. Discord is free. Come hang out and talk with gamers from around the world every day. Uh, if you're not getting enough GameZilla podcast, if you enjoy this show, but you're like, it's only Mondays, and or listen to it on Tuesdays on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts, and you need more, you need to listen to GameZilla Alpha every Sunday for that extra dose of... Zilla activity. That's right. And then if you're enjoying this and you're on our Instagram, you're on Twitter, or wherever you are, use that hashtag, hashtag Zilla activity. We're starting to use that more and more. Yeah, having fun thing. with it. So if make you're out, if you're out in an arcade, if you're playing video games with your friends, if you're just doing something crazy with some with some GameZilla swag on, hashtag GameZilla activity. Hashtag Zilla activity. Swag. Swag. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, well, uh, that's what I have. It's time to get into some eSports. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon! Oh, let's break it! Alright, in the world of eSports this week, I'll keep it short and sweet because we had some major stuff happen here. Overwatch and Stage 2, winners of Stage 2, none other than New York Excelsior taking a 9-1 record out of Stage 2. That puts them at 17-3, and three, I believe, total. Um, but uh, our boys... Uh, this is your segment, so I yeah. hope you know your stats. Yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> Uh, second place, London Spitfires at eight and two. Philadelphia Fusion and Seoul Dynasty came out of this stage at seven and three. Yeah. The Shanghai Dragons. Yeah. What about Shanghai? Have uh, went zero and ten again, making them zero and twenty. Yeah. In the Overwatch League. Woo! Shanghai, baby. However, get it. How perfect season ever. <laughs> Come to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I have some news for you, Deadite. Ooh. Since you get so hyped about the Shanghai Dragons, their support player Sky and coach Wang Jingru have been issued their visas and will be in the United States for Stage 3. Oh, man. 
So the two players that still didn't have their visas <laughs> My and God. able to come over and play will be over in the United States and able to play at Stage 3, which starts on April 4th. In addition to that, the new additions, Gagurdi, Fearless, Gagurdi. and Abdo will be in L.A. and have their debuts in Stage 3. Nice. Switching nice. it up. So apparently they weren't playing because they weren't in L.A. to play. <laughs> but those three players will be part of the team in L.A. for Stage 3, so you will more than likely see them. I'm assuming they're saying you're probably going to get to see them because what do they have to lose? They have to find something that works at this point. Let everybody play. <laughs> oh, and then we got to switch it into some sad news for both Grimlock and myself. Yeah. Because yeah. we switch on over to League of Legends North American Franchise Spring Split. We have the four teams that are heading to Miami. And those four teams do not include TSM or Cloud9. <laughs> no, they do Both not. Both of our teams <laughs> lose this weekend Bad. to Team Liquid <laughs> and Clutch Gaming. <laughs> Team Liquid, TL win, baby! So let's just, let's just clear this up, though. C9 lost to Team Liquid, so I'm a little more okay with that. Your team lost, lost to, to Clutch. Clutch Gaming, okay? Oh, yeah. My team at least won a game, but that's let's be real. They both looked awful. <laughs> both team looked Liquid awful. melted you down. Oh, so on Saturday, March thirty first, first at five p.m. First, first, got it. He's got it. All right, good. You lasted so long. You lasted so long. <laughs> I've, I've flubbed more words on this episode than Jazz. Yeah, yeah I'll keep about make sure all words. of those go into the webpage. <laughs> Saturday, March 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Echo Fox versus Team Liquid in their best of five matches. We're about to kill them. <laughs> and then the following day, April Fool's Day, April 1st at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 100 Thieves against Clutch Gaming. 100 Thieves going to win it all, baby. Going to win it all. Medios, baby. And that's so that's next weekend. And then those teams will go to Miami to play for first, second, third, and fourth the following weekend. Yeah. Now, how does uh, finishing this split help with MSI? Is it uh, the winner of the split goes to MSI? Just the one team. The one okay. team. Okay. Yep. So the winner goes to MSI. Um, the only other thing that <laughs> I have Liquid to bring Mosel up buy their plane tickets. Yeah. The only other thing that I have to bring up. And it's sad for me to have to do this, is that there was a record broken this past weekend in NALCS history, and that is Clutch Gaming, for the first time ever, has made sure that TSM has not made a finals Give since the, the beginning of Give LCS. Give the horns! <laughs> Give the coins! Clutch, coins and horns! Clutch, coins clutch. and horns! Coins and horns! So this will be the first time, the first time in eight seasons that TSM hasn't made the finals, not one, but made the finals in every spring and summer split. Wait, do you hear that, Grim? Do you hear that? Is your is 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 your wife doing laundry? No, no. Oh nope, it's just TSM is washed. Oh. <laughs> and I want Deadeye to listen to this part of the esports cast very carefully. Uh, I'm going to check out. 
If esports is not your thing and you like old school video games, <laughs> then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday where Craig and Chops take you on a journey into history. <sighs> bandwagon liquider. <laughs> not, a, not a bandwagon. Not a bandwagon. My team died, so I had to pick a new one, so I just followed all the Immortals players. All right. If uh, you're looking for something on top of your video games, then you need to go listen to Noobs and Dragons. Your Dungeons and Dragons adventure that has been crafted by Craig WK and is dragging three noobs through his horrible nightmare as we kick and scream along the way. It's been a it's been a lot of fun. Re- things are getting really interesting. So if you if you've been listening, great. I hope you're enjoying it. And if you haven't yet, you have like 20 episodes to catch up on. So you got a lot of story um, to to sit there and enjoy. We got the GameZilla Media Stream Team. Got to watch all of our great streamers. Grim, where is the best place to find out who's streaming as part of the GameZilla Stream Team? Uh, I mean, the best place is GameZillaMedia.com. Or if you're watching us right now on Twitch, then you can just see in the communities there's something called GameZilla Media. Uh, If you click that, you you can follow the actual community. And every streamer that is part of our community... You'll be, you'll be notified, and you can keep an eye on seeing when Testonomics goes live, when the glitch goes live, when Jazzy Fiddle never goes live. You know, Cable 2KX, uh, Metrics on Stage is online all the time. So make sure that you are uh, stopping by supporting our streamers and uh, letting them know that GameZilla Media sent you. Jazzy. Yes? Do we have an Instagram account? No. That seems wrong. Yeah, we actually do, actually. Oh, yeah, we do? <laughs> yeah, that, he just never uses it like he's supposed to. Oh! oh. Getting those toasties out. GameZilla Media, and we just posted, if you missed episode 200 and you missed the big reveal, GameZilla 2.0 is uh, is our latest post on, on our uh, Instagram page, so you can get a really good look at, uh, at our new GameZilla monster. I think I can throw it up here real quick for you guys. Oh, yeah. He looks Man. just like that. I'm going to have to look this up. Mm-hmm. We have an Instagram yeah. page? Yeah, just search GameZilla Media on Instagram. Of course, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, and you search that hashtag ZillaActivity, you know you'll be seeing uh, not only us, but other members of the GameZilla community posting about the things that we're doing. Like, you know, like going to arcades, like gaming with your boys, getting them together. Like having fun on the weekends. It's all Zilla activity, so make sure you follow the hashtag, follow the accounts, and uh, we want to see your Zilla activity. Oh, yeah. no shit. Look at that. We are on here. Other, <laughs> <laughs> other, uh, other big announcement is that uh, Craig WK has launched his next long play on our YouTube channel. So if you, if you, got, if you finished the Final Fantasy VI, right, then, or you didn't care about Final Fantasy VI, but you want to hear Craig WK voice every character in the game of his one of his favorite games of all time, Earthbound. He is doing a long play through Earthbound, voice acting every character, uh, and you can find that on our YouTube channel, Games on Media. Yeah. He um, was able to have a little bit of help in picking that game, too, with all of our patrons picking that game for him. So not only is the podcast brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, but you get cool stuff like polls that people put up to, you know, help influence the stuff that we do at GameZilla Media. And also, I want to make a special shout out to our newest Patreon, Seth Lux. Everybody be like Seth. Become a patron. 
get all the cool perks that Gamezilla Media has to offer. We need to add him to our ticker. I told you before the show, but you were too busy trying to teach Test his new job that I think you didn't listen to me. I will fix it next show. I, I will just tell Test and he'll fix it. I know we've talked about <laughs> our. <laughs> I know we've talked about our Gamezilla Discord a lot. Uh, if you. Don't use Discord. It's a, a chat application. You can put it on your phone, put it on your PC. Uh, there's also voice chat opportunities. So if you're a Nintendo Switch player, you need to voice chat with people. Download Discord and, of course, join the GameZilla Discord. And uh, we added a new channel this week that's actually super cool. I know I'm going to be using it later this week. It's Looking for Group. So uh, maybe you're on Sea of Thieves and you want to try and find out who in the GameZilla community is on. You can go ahead and throw in there, hey, I need three more for Sea of Thieves tonight. Or like I'm going to be doing later this week, hey, who's trying to play Rocket League? Because I'm trying to get uh, a group game, get some crossplay going, get our Xbox and PC friends playing with us. So uh, looking for group in the GameZilla Discord. It's a great way to connect with uh, some sick-ass players. Yep. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most degrading look Jazzy's ever given me. Like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank everybody on Twitch once again. Uh, uh, Twitch.tv slash Media. We were having a lot of issues today with yeah. Twitch. Twitch's servers are all over the place. So thanks for everybody that hung out and stuck it out with us. Um, this is episode 201 of Gamezilla Podcast, and uh, we're going to send you over to uh, a, a, another streamer here. So again, if you wa- if you don't watch us on Mondays, it's it's you should you should watch the show on Mondays live on Twitch. Um, and remember, we're the elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. Grim, can I borrow like five rolls of paper towel? Mm, if you're gonna make more um, video games, then yes. I am. No swastikas though. Mm. No. Grim, I don't need those paper towels anymore. <laughs>